Welcome to the She Illuminates Podcast, an empowerment hub for Christian women just like you who are ready to be filled by God's truth and light and illuminate their God-given influence in their homes, careers, businesses, and communities. I'm your host, Shamel Evans. I'm passionate about creating a space, connecting, and transforming the lives of women. We talk about real things, and we value transparency, honesty, and vulnerability. Be empowered to live anchored in your faith, influence your patch, and walk in your purpose. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the She Illuminates podcast. And today we're going to dive into the topic of everything for God's glory. And I wanted to touch base on this topic because I feel like sometimes we struggle with this idea of actually walking in our faith in the everyday. And sometimes we get so used to the hustle and bustle of life that sometimes our faith is like this separate identity or this separate thing that we do. We go to church and we do this thing and then here comes the week and we're just in the midst of the week and just kind of hustling and going. But today I want to share on the topic how you can practically really glorify God in all that you do, because ultimately that is the price. It's not about us. It's not about our different desires and what we want to do, but it's about glorifying God in all that he has. So today I have Miss Elena Kimry on the show, and she's going to share with us about her personal journey of how she glorified God in her daily walk. Thank you so much for joining us, Elena. So could you share with us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, My name's Elena, and I am a pastor's wife. Me and my husband, Ed, have been married for a little over a year. He's the assistant pastor at a church, um, and I'm also an assistant teacher uh, part-time. I teach kids in second grade through fifth grade. And then on top of that, I'm also a blogger, and my blog is called The Girl Who Does Everything. So that's just a little bit about me. (laughs) Well, you know what? Your blog surely does describe exactly that because you are doing a lot. And the great thing about it, you probably will share as we get in the conversation that you are doing a lot, but because you're focusing on showing up where God has you, it doesn't feel overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. Because I... I feel like sometimes you can get overwhelmed and like you want to do all the things that you're supposed to do. But if you're not focusing on God, it's going to be difficult. Yes. And that's the key takeaway that I want us to share today as we dive in the topic that we do. All of us have to balance life. And sometimes, like you said, there are seasons where we're super busy, seasons where we're kind of, you know, everything's kind of a little easy. But the most important thing is that we have to make sure we get that time in with God. We focus it on spending time with him so that we can get clarity around where he wants us to show up. Because when we think about this idea of everything, you think about the action, like I want to constantly be doing and the world kind of pushes this this notion that we're always supposed to be making things happen. But I want us to take away from today that we have to be in position to hear from God and be okay with where he wants us to show up. And when we do that, we get to give him honor and give him glory and not ourselves, you know. And so today I just want us to just jump in a little bit about your blog. So your blog is called The Girl Who Does Everything. So can you share just a little bit with our listeners a little bit more about what you focus on with your blog and what was the driving point for you to get started blogging on that topic? Yeah, absolutely. So I started my blog about mm, a little bit before I went to college. 
And I just did it as a hobby because I was like, oh, blogs, they're so cool. Like nobody that I know personally had a blog and I couldn't think of a name for it or anything. And I was researching like how to name your blog. And a lot of people would name it after like they did. They were a teacher. They'd name it after being a teacher or if they were like a fashion blogger, which is not me. They would name it after, you know, something to do with clothing. And I was like, I do like so many different things. I was a Sunday school teacher and I worked in the bus ministry at our church. I was part of a big family. I had a lot of siblings. So I was a sister, obviously. So I decided to name it The Girl Who Does Everything. It was a bunch of different things that I liked to write about. And I thought that it would be totally fine if I defined myself, I guess, by the things that I was doing. I liked to write about teaching Sunday school. And then when I was in college, I wrote about my college life. And as my life changed a little bit over time when I went to college and when I started dating, I felt that my blog still like fit because I was still doing everything. It was different over time, but I was still doing those things. And it wasn't until a few months ago, I was used to offer virtual assisting services on my blog for other Christian bloggers or ministry, you know, ministry leaders. And I had a few temporary clients over the course of a couple of years, and they just had a few projects for me every time. And I wanted to get back into it. I wanted to find like my ideal client, somebody that would be permanent or someone that I could be on a team with for a long time that had like a great mission. And out of the blue, this lady contacted me and she said, I've been looking like I have a a nonprofit organization and I'm looking for a Christian virtual assistant and I looked you up and I found you and I thought like this had to have been God because I wasn't actively pursuing it at all. It was so awesome to me. I was so excited. We had this phone interview and I was surprised about that because I'd never had a phone interview before. Usually it was just your local respondent. And then we had the start date. She added me to her Trello board so we could start going. And then a week went by and I was like, okay, maybe she hasn't worked with the virtual assistant before. So she's taking her time. And then another week went by. So I emailed her and I said, like, I'm, I'm still here. I'm ready to get started. I'm ready to start doing exactly what you want me to do. And then after about a month, I emailed her, like I emailed her at least once a week. I don't want to seem too pushy or anything. I emailed her about once a week and said, is everything okay? Like you can text me if you like to text better, all this stuff. And then I emailed her another time. It was probably about a month, almost and a half. And I was like, I don't know if this is going to happen. She hadn't responded to anything. And then I emailed her one more time. And then about an hour later, I got an email. And I was like, oh, good. She's going to email me back. And the email that I got was that she just removed me from her Trello boards. And I was like, oh, I guess this is done now. And I would like to say that I had a good attitude about it, but I didn't. I was upset because I had to tell my husband, who was so excited for me to have this new like endeavor, I had to tell him I was embarrassed. I'm like, yeah, she just didn't didn't want me. I guess I wasn't good enough for even an email reply that she was going in a different direction. And that's when I started thinking about like, was I actually doing it for God or did I just want to have another thing that I do, another topic I can add to my blog as a virtual assistant. And I really got to thinking about everything that I do, even if it seems like it's a failure to me, if I was doing it for God's glory, it's not a failure. 
It's probably just a change of my plans, obviously. But at the end of the day, if I was doing it for God, it doesn't matter if she didn't want me <laughs> to be on her team or she didn't email me. It, it would be for God's glory and he would get all the glory in that in the end. And I, I love your attitude about it because you know, like you said, there are, I think we have to realize that on our journey, everything is not going to always be easy. It's not going to always yeah. be pleasant, but it's about our attitude because m- many times we can't control our circumstances yeah. around us, but we can uh, control our attitude and our responses. And I love the fact that even in that moment, you had a desire that you was like, okay, I can, I can do this. And even though things initially lined up, then it was like, okay what's next. But in the midst of that situation, you open up yourself to realize and to ask yourself, would this be something that will give God the glory? And if he's closing the door on something, then that's not for you to have a tantrum tantrum or go off in your closet and just say, okay, I'm done with it. But you said, okay, God, it wasn't in alignment for me to do it. Because again, I'm going back to that why that everything that I do and how you want me to show up in life is for your glory. And so I have to come and respect that decision that you made and trust you in the process. And that's one thing that I want to share today that I always say all the time that we're on a faith journey. Mm -hmm. And I say a faith journey because we have to embrace how God moves in different seasons in our life. There's a lot of lessons to learn. There's a lot of things that he's developing in us, our character. Mm-hmm. He's removing things from us. And so we have to get in the position that we can't rush the process, yeah. but then we have to also be open to where God is taking us because at the end of the day, it's not for us. Our mental capacity, we think, okay, I do X, Y, and Z. This is going to be a benefit to me. But really our main point of being here is that God wants us to use our gifts, our talents, to use our lives for his glory so that other people can come to know him, to experience him through what we do. And I love how on your blog, I was able to just kind of go around and just kind of see some of the things and topics you share about. But the one thing that I love how you share is that at the end of the day, your journey can be different than other people. You know, what, what excites you and what brings you this excitement, anticipation of how God is using you, you you come to the point where you're learning to own that, to own your story, own your message and your journey. And because of that, and because of you making sure you keep that intimate relationship going with God, you get to glorify him in that. And that means that your way of doing things may be totally different than mine in the way how God wants me to show up in life. And so that's why we have to be mindful about really embracing our faith journey and not separating God out of it. Even if the circumstances around us doesn't look right, he's in the midst of all of it. Because at the end of the day, he wants to get the glory and the honor because we're supposed to draw people to him. And so one of the things I want to ask you a question, just because we may have some listeners who may be curious, maybe I'm struggling with giving God glory in the daily life, or what does that really look like? Do you have any tips you want to share with with our listeners about how you personally make sure you're giving God glory in your own walk, or you know how give them some insights on how they can make sure God is at the forefront of everything that they do? Yeah, I would say um, for me personally, I have to remember to stop at the beginning of the day and always pray. And even before we recorded this podcast, I prayed, like, God, make sure that I only say the words that you want me to say. If your heart is in the right place, if you 
you know, you go into anything that you do. If you're folding laundry, if you're making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, if you're the CEO of a company, it's, you wake up in the morning and you surrender whatever you're doing in that day to God. It doesn't matter if it's something mundane, if it's something hard, if it's something you love doing even. At the end of the day, everything that you're doing has to be for God. And I personally, I do pray in the morning before I get my day started because it helps me focus. Even even if it's something like busy or something that I'm excited to do, like this weekend at our church, we're having this huge um, Easter egg hunt outreach event. And I, a lot of times I'll just wake up in the morning and I'll just start making breakfast and get out the door without even stopping to remember that just because it's a church activity doesn't mean that like, I don't have to commit that to the Lord on that day. I have to remember that the things that I do in this life, even if they are church ministry, even if it is teaching a Sunday school class, it is possible to try to do those things for yourself. So you have to remember as a human being, you have to die to self. You can't let that pride or the, you know, the feelings of wanting to be recognized for what you're doing, you can't let that take over. And a lot of times it's hard to um, remember, you know, it's hard to remember that you're doing something for God until something goes wrong, until a kid talks back to you in Sunday school, or until, you know, the project that you had at school didn't go right. And sometimes I think God brings those things into our lives to humble us, to remind us, like, are you doing it for me? Or are you doing it for you? Because if you're doing it for me, then you're not going to fail. It's not going to you know, it may not go the way you wanted it to, but if it's for my glory, if it's for God's glory, then it's going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to go all according to his plan. Yes. And I love that tip is that, you know, the Bible speaks about prayer a lot of times. So if it's mm-hmm. that important that it's in there multiple times, yeah. we need to step back and realize uh-huh. that we need to continue to pray without ceasing. Yeah. And I love the fact how you said we have to stop and just connect with God. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's just a few seconds of the day just yeah. saying, OK, God, help me to connect with you. Help me to honor you with all that I do. And a lot of times I do that for myself when I'm at home and I'm just standing there washing dishes. A lot of times I'm like, oh. You know, your attitude like, oh, I have all these dishes, the kids yeah. have more dishes in here. But I start to find even on those tasks, folding laundry, doing dishes, I, I use that time to just speak to God and say, God, mm-hmm. I just thank you for the ability to be able to have clean dishes and clean clothes for my mm-hmm. family. Thank you for having the appliances in my home to be able to do these things, because I know that as I'm doing this, I'm not getting the honor. I want my kids and my family to see that I'm doing this as a honor to you, to be a good steward of what you blessed me with, with the family that you have gifted me. And so I want to steward that well. So even in those moments, ladies, when you in the thick of it in a situation that you're like, I really don't want to be here. Take a step back and say, how can God get the glory out of this? Maybe it's just checking your attitude. Maybe there's a coworker or someone God is calling you to speak to, and maybe they're not always the most friendly, but because of you dying to yourself and connecting that moment with God, maybe God can use you in that moment to be a light to those who may, who may need to see God. And I like how you're sharing that it's about surrender. We really do have to get up every day and say, okay, God, I'm surrendering my day. I'm surrendering my time. I'm surrendering my task to you. Lead me in the things that you desire me to do. And that's been a prayer of mine 
as I grow in my business because God has just blessed me to connect and to work with a lot of ladies and do a lot of things through my business, encouraging others. And so sometimes, like you said, it's so easy to jump into that to-do list, mm-hmm. to jump into that task. But I try to be attentive by saying, okay, God, all that I do today is not for Shamel to get the glory. It's for you to get the glory. And I want that any connection, anybody I work with, any encouragement that I give, you know, whatever you call me to do, I want to make sure that they see you in me. So lead me in what I say, lead me in the tasks that I do. Help me to understand if there's some things I need to take off of my attendant list, because maybe that's not where you want me to show up. And so I think that's a crucial thing that we can do in our lives is to be disciplined and to be committed to our prayer lives and to surrender to God. Because when we do that, we give glory and honor to him just doing that simple task by itself, you know, just really honoring God with what we have. I want you to elaborate just a little bit more about how a lot of times we wait to go to God when things go wrong. It's like when things are going good, we're kind of checking off the boxes and everything's lovely. It's like we get a little relaxed. But I like how you brought up the fact that it's important for you to be aware, continue to honor God, even when things don't go the way you plan. For example, with the virtual assistant, even though it didn't go as you planned, you still was diligent and disciplined enough to say, you know what? I still got to keep pressing. I still have to humble myself and give God honor. So can you just share in your your personal journey, how do you stay focused when things around you doesn't go as planned and you continue to point to God, to continue to lean on him? Yeah, I have um, another personal story. Probably about six months ago, we had been working in another state at a different church and something, you know, went wrong with the leadership and my husband and I, we had to make the decision of whether or not we were going to stay and just sweep it under the rug if we were just going to leave. And as a newly married couple, we'd been married for about eight months. We had moved halfway across the country from our families, and that was our livelihood, that church that we were serving at. And we had to decide whether we were just going to accept what had happened and what the things were going on, or if we were going to leave. And that's hard when you barely have any money, because I had just graduated college, and we were you know, serving on staff at a church, you know, and it was a church plant, so we didn't have a lot of money. We didn't really have another position lined up and we knew we wanted to serve in ministry and we were both working at the church. So that was that was a hard decision because me as a person, I'm the type of person that I'll have everything planned out for the next 10 years and how I want everything to go. And if something's broken, I'll look up a YouTube video on how to fix it or I'll find, you know, the best place to find something or if I don't know how to do something, I'll call my mom and be like, mom, how do you boil pasta? I wasn't that bad at cooking. But um, I was I was always like, just jump right to it and fix it. But when that came up, you couldn't really ask for advice from people at the church or anything because, you know, that was the situation we we're dealing with. The only thing that we could do was pray. And we had to do exactly what God wanted us to do. And it was, it was a little difficult. It was hard to stay there for the next month that we were planning on moving. We had to pack everything up and leave. And I know that God was preaching directly to me through this next part of the story. We interviewed at about 
two other churches and my husband preached at two additional churches. So about four times we had been to different churches and he preached the same message every time, which is totally fine. But I know God was trying to get it through my thick skull that he had me listen to that same message four times over. And he was preaching about, it doesn't matter what other people say about you. If you did it for God, they can have whatever they're saying about you behind your back. They can have those lies that they're saying about you. You keep your eyes on Jesus. And I know about the second time that I heard him preach, I said like, okay, God, I know what you're saying now. I get it. I know this is for me. But he's like, I'm going to listen, make you listen to it two more times just so you definitely have this. And it's, it's hard, I guess, sometimes to not answer back to other people um, when they say things about you or not try to defend yourself. But, you know, I have the hope in God that he's yes. going to take care of us. And looking back on it now, that was a challenging time of our lives. I felt like we were too young to go through something like that. We were too new. But, you know, God had that for us. And he had prepared a place for us here where we're serving now. And looking back on it, I like I know God had us go through that at the time of our lives when he did. Because he wanted us to um, think about, like, why were we serving at a church? Just because serving at a church is a good thing doesn't mean that, you know, we were necessarily in it for God. Um, and it's the good reminder Everything that we do needs to be for God and we need to seek him in prayer when you know everything around us is crashing down and there's nobody else to talk to. Sometimes he'll take away those other people that we can talk to so we can only go to him and only go to his word and only seek him on that. I love that fact. And and that's so amazing how even in that storm and that season, mm-hmm. like God, we babies at this. Why why is this happening? You know, <laughs> It just reminds you that God can use anyone at any time. Yeah. I want to reiterate that just because we are Christ followers does not yeah. will not go through trials and tribulations. The word of God says we will. Yes. So what we have to do is have an attitude that says when those times come, I'm going to be prepared because mm-hmm. I'm going to lean on God, the hope that I have in him. And I love the fact how we have to recognize Every single time that we have to come back to Christ, we Mm -hmm. have to come back because at the end of the day, he is the one that's going to sustain us and he's he's the one that's going to equip us. So even in those tough situations where things around you are not aligning up right, he still gets the honor because he wants to teach you through that process. He wants to develop you. He wants to grow you and position you exactly where he wants you to be. And so really, when we get in those situations, we have to shift our perspective. Perspectives mm-hmm. and say, okay, I'm going to trust God in this because He's doing something. He's showing up in a way that I may not understand or I may not even see it right now, but I have to put my trust and keep my eyes on Jesus because He is the one that's going to remain faithful. He's going to be the one to equip me for what I have to do. Yeah. And I have to remember that everyone around us may not understand what we're doing. They may not even get it, but again, we have to remain in a a, a position of just saying all that I am and all that I do is not for others. It's for the glory of God. And if I'm in alignment with that, wherever he sees fit, I'm supposed to touch and where I'm supposed to move, it will happen. And so that's what we put our trust in. And so I just want to share that at the end of the day, everything, 
everything that God has created for us is already there. And so what we have to do is just continue to lean into him to spend that time in prayer. Because when we do that, we get clarity, we get understanding, we get discernment, and he orchestrates our steps. So for my listeners that may be questioning, what has God placed in your heart or where and how you can honor him? Just simply take that time to speak with him and just say, God, maybe I don't know how to honor you. I promise you, the more you speak to him, the more you're in prayer, he will start to reveal himself to you. Yeah. He's going to start revealing to areas where you need to work on. None of us like getting our toes stepped on. <laughs> but if we're going to grow in Christ, we have to be willing to go through those different trials and tribulations because it's all to make us stronger and to be able to be more like him so that he can use us. And so, Elena, before we go, I just want to say thank you again for just using your life to show up and to shine for God. That is what She Illuminates is about. Women of faith who are showing up in the everyday where God has called you and just tending to those things in your patches. And I think that's the important thing is that none of us will be able to reach every person. But if we will just focus in on the patch and where God has placed us and to show up and shine there and trust him then we all get to be about kingdom impact. So I want to ask you, how do you shine it forward in your life today? Yeah, so I feel like um, on my blog and on Instagram, I like to share about being confident in your, like, in yourself. Or, or, I mean, not, you know, not denying the confidence of God, but in yourself as a person, because God made you the way that he wanted you to be for a specific reason. And I used to be, as a teenager and as a young kid, I used to be really shy and self-conscious about myself. And I always thought that people were, you know, talking about me behind my back. And now I got over that because God made, God made my laugh the way he made it. He made my voice the way he made it. He made the things that I like to do, he made me the way that I am for a reason. And I just like to encourage people to embrace that, embrace the individuality that they have as they are made in the image of God. So why would you be, you know, why would you be disappointed in the way God made you? So I just like to share that with the girls in my youth group and with other young women and other women that I know just to be confident in the way God made you because he has a plan for every individual purpose and every individual aspect of your life. Yes. Amen to that. Celebrate who you are. Show yeah. up what you have, where you are, and just give it your best and trust God for the rest of it. I love that. So can you share with our listeners where they can find you online um, and connect with you on your blog? Yeah, so my blog is thegirlwhodoeseverything.net, and I like to be on Pinterest and Instagram, both there. Um, my handle is Elena Kemery, so it's easy to remember. And yeah, and I like to post um, on my Instagram stories, just whatever I'm doing that day. So <laughs> that's how you all can connect with me there. Awesome. And you guys, you can always go back to my site, ShamelEvans.com forward slash podcast, and you can get all the show notes and I'll be sure to put all of her links there if you want to connect more with Elena. So you guys, I want to say thank you so much for listening in today. And before we go, I want to share with you Colossians 3 and 23. It says, whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done from the Lord and not for people. 
So just like Elena said, be confident in who he's created you to be and go forth. Do whatever he has placed in your heart. Show up and shine just the way you are. So thank you again for listening and we'll catch you next time. Are you ready to find clarity around your purpose and transform your vision into action? Join me for the six-week She Emerges Intensive, which includes one-on-one mentoring and strategy. Together, we will get clear on your why, core desired feelings, and who you want to serve well. We will formulate a faith-infused plan of action that includes laying out your monthly intentions and weekly tasks. Walk away with clarity, guidance, and support to take the next bold step of faith in your calling on God's terms. Schedule your free clarity call today at shamelevans.com forward slash she emerges.